Today on episode 93 of the Home of Play podcast, PlayStation Patent's automated system to detect trolls and disruptive players in multiplayer games. We get an update on CD Projekt's cyberpunk lawsuit, and we get some confirmation as to what's going on with the Assassin's Creed's Valhalla and Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell games. All that and more. Let's get some undoctored intros. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 93 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join for us to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Stephen. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the Santa's little helpers about the show and that they can find us in all your favorite podcast services of choice, Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because you love the gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And then we can read your questions on the show or alone private while we discuss all the just exorbitant amount of rumors that we have this week. Uh, lots of rumors and speculation uh, in the news. So, you know, let's look forward to that. But on today's episode, we have no news articles or at least no big ones. We just have a crap ton of bite sized news articles and uh, this should be fun. But I kind of expected that, you know, we had the game awards last week, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, so Chris, before we get into what we're doing or what we've been playing, uh, I think we should discuss scheduling and it sounds like next week there will still be an episode. I think it's going to be a little bit smaller because of all the holiday stuff that we have planned. Um, but it's still going to come out normal schedule. There'll be no interruptions. So nobody has to panic. Uh, no rioting on the streets, (laughs) nothing like that. (laughs) The street. Yes. The one street. And, uh, yeah, so everything should be kind of hunky dory for that. And, you know, before I lose myself in this podcast, like always, I just want to say, you know, happy holidays and, uh, hope everyone has a good time, all that stuff. I kind of skim through everything and forget about the world outside of gaming when we start hitting the record button. So I just want to hit that now before I forget. (laughs) So Chris, let's go back to how we normally do things and let's find out what you've been playing this past week. Uh, not a heck of a lot. It's been a lot of like the multiplayer games rotations that I've talked about before. We got PUBG, we got Fall Guys, we got Dead by Daylight, uh, lots of TFT. Uh, the only ones that are kind of outside the normal rotation, uh, I did download, um, what is it, The Mortal Shell or Mortal Shell? Can't remember. Uh, could be both or either, but yeah. I, I just remember it being called Mortal Shell. So. Yeah. I think it's Mortal Shell. So I download that on the PlayStation 5. It's the free version uh, for this month. Uh, or was it last month? I, I already can't remember. I think it was this month. Uh, tried that out briefly. It's definitely got the Dark Souls aspects down. Uh, I'm not too sure. if it, I, I don't think it's going to be better than that, but it's probably going to be pretty close. I, I enjoyed uh, doing that intro tutorial boss. Uh, I tried a couple times because I wanted to beat him and... I remember it took me a couple tries on the uh, Demon Souls game uh, to beat that intro boss that you're technically not really supposed to beat, but you can if you're, you've got the skills. So I took him down, did a little bit of the open world area, ran into the first NPC, and that's pretty much it. Just just a 
dip of the feet into that game. I, I don't know if I'll jump into it too much. Um, you keep playing Valhalla, and for some reason, my interest is going a little bit higher to wanting to turn that one back on. Uh, I'm a little scared that I'll turn it on and be like, oh, screw this, and no, don't feel like doing it. But I, I have a, a pull for me right now to want to go to Valhalla. Um, the only other game other than uh, the norm, you know me, I play everything and anything, or at least I'll try everything and anything. I downloaded uh, House Flipper on Steam. Uh, it's essentially a game where you clean houses and renovate houses. Um, I get an immense satisfaction from uh, setting up a house or cleaning it. Uh, I don't know. It's like I don't actually have OCD, but I have OCD tendencies, I like to say. Uh, and I, I just get a satisfaction in my brain when it's like the house is clean. And, and then you just go to the next house and do it again. So... I don't know. For some reason, I've already got three hours of enjoyment. I've gotten my value out of it. I'll definitely be going back to it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much been my week. Uh, that, a little bit of work, lots of Christmas shopping on Amazon, of course. So they're, congrats to Amazon for getting my money again this year. Um, I think I'm just waiting on one more Christmas gift, and then I think I have everything. And it's one of those ones where it's like, you'll get this package on like the day before Christmas. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get that one or not, but that's yeah. pretty much been my week. Um, what have you been up to this week? Well, we can get to that, but first I have to uh, tell you what I'm going to be getting up to, and that is rigging up a false VR headset for you. And I'm just going to tell you that it's whatever clean house simulator and uh, I'm just going <laughs> to let you go wild in my house. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Steve, this game, the house, it looks so similar. And I'm like, oh, that's such a coincidence. I'm sorry, Steve. I knocked uh, down a wall in your bathroom. Uh, it'll, yeah, it'll grow you back. Just, <laughs> you got you to gotta play this game once every week <laughs> for two to three hours. I should really do uh, that with my own place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Shouldn't we all? Uh, so anyway, my week, uh, very well, I guess I want to say simple, but not simple, but uh, I'm kind of done with Valhalla. I think I need to touch on it now that I that update downloaded on my PS5. I want to see if they fix the screen tearing finally and some of the other issues I was talking about in previous episodes. Oh, right, yeah. And then on top of that, um, what else do we? Oh, yeah. So then I went to uh, we talked about last episode, Spider-Man released two more costumes, the 2018 Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, I fell for it. I'm such a Spider-Man nerd and I'm excited for the movie. So I went back, played the game and, uh, guess what? I still love that game. <laughs> it's like, uh, not, you know, surprised, but not surprised. So anyway, yeah, I've been playing Spider-Man really enjoying that. Another new game plus for me. I think you rolled your eyes when I told you about this. Um, and I totally understand. I have a problem. Well, <laughs> no, it's more of a new I, game plus plus at this point. <laughs> uh, no, it would be new game plus plus plus. plus. But uh, I love this game. No, that's uh, what fine. can I say? It's good. And uh, yeah, the costumes look good. I love the hybrid one more than the black and gold costume. Um, but I get it. The black and gold one has movie ties and purposes for why it looks the way it does. And so played that, and then on top of everything else, the the exciting news, the new PCs in, me and you are having some fun reeling it in, because I'm a little worried about my audio currently, so if you're wondering why I'm a little frazzled on the recording, uh, it's because the test audio we've done just seems like it sounds odd to me. Um, Chris, you differ from my opinion, so hopefully you're correct, and I'm just having a stroke. Maybe I smelt burnt toast. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, new PCs in 
Curtis helped me kind of rig up a few things, get G-Sync to work with my monitor. Uh, and then, yeah, I started playing Cyberpunk on PC, not because I love Cyberpunk a lot, but I think it's a really good tech demo for seeing what your PC is capable of. Uh, so yeah, we turn on DLSS, all the nerdy stuff that I'm not really you know familiar with, but Curtis is confident about. So yeah, we tried that. Uh, it looked good. I didn't get, I don't know, I'm running out of, you know, we're close to the holidays. I have so little time currently this week that I just keep feeling like I'm getting somewhere and I just get my teeth into it. And then oh, I got to go to bed or I got to do the next thing. And uh, I, I hope tonight before I go to bed, I get to see actually what cyberpunk is going to look like, you know, with all these beautiful textures and real ray tracing and DLSS and all that fun stuff. Um, so I am looking forward to that. And yeah, but I got, I just got to say before we move on, I have a tiny baby computer. Even when I bought it, I didn't think it was going to come out this small or like it, I had no indication. I guess I should have been a little more educated. So definitely when it came, I was so surprised how small the box was. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Open up. I'm like, oh, oh it's all styrofoam. <laughs> this is a baby computer, though. It packs hardware, man. Like it, it's not a bad computer at all. It's just tiny somehow. You, it's could, amazing you, could, uh, you could put that in a thick backpack. It would probably fit. <laughs> Maybe a double yes. thick backpack. It would fit. So anyway, that's about all I've done this week. A little cyberpunk, a little bit of Spider-Man. Uh, and then we'll see what I move on to next week. If we find any time, because I feel like next week's going to be really packed uh, as well. So anyway, Chris, if you are ready, we're going to jump into the bite-sized news, which is uh, kind of all the news we have this week. PlayStation patents automated system to detect trolls and disruptive players in multiplayer games. This one comes from Game Rant. This is an automated system that is running constantly. It's capable of tracking not only disruptive behavior and flagging it and reporting it, but also for tracking good behavior. In fact, the system even assigns a behavior score to players, which takes into account not only disruptive behavior reports, but also behavioral marks, which can be assigned for positive interactions. So I kind of just jumped into that article uh, <laughs> without really explaining anything. I'm um, clearly I'm just having a good time with all these uh, issues, but. Anyway, it sounds like PlayStation patented a new algorithm, a new system that we honestly, who knows if we ever see most of the time they patent things and it just never comes to fruition. So whatever. Um, but yeah, it just sounds like they patented this. I doubt we're going to see it. But if they did implement it, it'd be kind of neat. Um, you know, I've, I think I've heard of similar systems to this where they the algorithm would detect bad players and then just start pairing like negative disruptive people together which i always think would be hilarious that's <laughs> like, awesome yeah, i just want to can i ghost into that chat room <laughs> like just i just want to hear yeah how many people have done how many things to how many mothers <laughs> oh, like, well, there's oh been God. some games too where it's like the cheaters i can't remember what game it was but if they, if you were caught cheating you would only get paired up against other people who were cheating yeah i can't remember yeah, what game right, that was that. was that a, one of the call of duties that seems too advanced for them uh, yeah. it must be something else. I can't remember what it was though. I am kind of curious how this is going to work too, because like normally tracking people when they're disruptive or, you know, being trolls is easy because the user themselves, I, I can report that person. Right. But is there going to be an option now to report somebody for good, good behavior? <laughs> like, is that going to be an <laughs> option? Like, I know there's games where you could get, kind of give accolades where it's like, okay, this person did really well doing this type of thing. So, like some games have that option, but it's like, I, I don't know the user themselves. Uh, it'd be kind of funny though, if you could report like somebody for like 
I'm reporting this guy for being a cool dude. <laughs> this guy's too friendly. I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> I have to report him. him on the principle that it's, he's concerning me. $70 pricing is coming to PC starting with Square Enix next games. This one comes from VGC. Square Enix upcoming PC games will cost $70 US, 65 euro for the base versions. It's been revealed. Both for Spoken and Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated are the two games that we are talking about. Now, we, we talked about this ahead of time. Uh, I am really interested in Forspoken, specifically because, hey, it's going to be PS5. I think it's going to be a true PS5 game, which gets me really... Well, I guess if it's coming to PC, let's just say it's a true next-gen next game. Gen, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. True next-gen title, yeah. Because I think it... I can't even remember. There's so many weird technical con- contractual things going down, but I feel like this is only a timed console exclusive. You know, again, I have to use all these weird, fancy terminologies, oh, they, but I believe they've that. made it so much more difficult for us. We'll just say mm-hmm. next gen title. And I, me looking at the price, I, I, I feel like I want to put my foot down and say I, I'm, I'm going to hold off on getting this initially, unless I'm really, really bored and have nothing to play at the time. But I, I like because I am interested in this game, but like I don't know, it, it's a new game. The price is a little, little much for me. It's not tested. Uh, Square Enix is like, hasn't had a good track record lately for games, let's be honest. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence as to wanting to get it right out the bat. And then Final Fantasy yeah. Remake, the PC version. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of people are quite upset about the pricing. Uh, but like, I think the whole Epic is, I think it's coming to Epic, if I'm not mistaken, Epic Store. And that's where people were getting upset about it. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that. I think you, yeah, actually, I think you are right. Yeah. And then they initially had a price and then I think they took the price down because people were like going crazy about it. But yeah, for me, I, I want to say I won't get it right away, but if I'm really bored, I could see myself caving. That's my willpower for you. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I think anyone that's listened to this podcast for a while now, Knows my thoughts on Fallen Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, as someone who's like a real diehard fan of the original Fallen Fantasy VII, uh, I just thought, you know, I didn't love it. I didn't fall in love with it. You know, definitely the graphics were great for the time. And it's only gotten better with their, you know, uh, remasters and re-releases of it. I'm sure the PC version will look just as good as the PS5, if not better. And, it, you know, graphically, that game wasn't like that wasn't the issue for me. It's just gameplay was a little lackluster i didn't like the handholdy mechanics of the game where you had to play specific characters and you'd get punished if you didn't want to play with those characters because then they just wouldn't get any time gauge whatever the hell they called the active time battle gauge or whatever and um yeah there's just some weird stuff with it but i i still you know and the fact that it's just not a full game you know it's uh they took a five-hour portion of the first original game and then just tried to bloat it out to you know justify being it's a full game and it just you know whatever i can get past that um but yeah it seems weird to come out so much later like almost two years or well i guess a little over a year let's say a year and a half uh to come out later and then still ask this much money and you're not offering any incentive for pc players additionally to make up you know i don't love the fact that uh death stranding director's cut costs full price on the ps5 because i look at it and it's old game but I can almost justify because it's like, oh, you added all this new stuff that's specifically for this director's cut. But to come out on PC year and a half later, add nothing 
yes, you have that, you know, uh, DLC that came with the PS5 upgrade, and that's fine, but that's, you know, that's still something that's already been released as well. It doesn't justify you asking, you know, $10 more, especially when PC gaming's traditionally always cheaper, you know. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe people can go to Green Man Gaming or any of these other sites and still get a discount and maybe it'll still be fine. I don't know because, you know, if it is only on the Epic Store, I, I assume they have more control over that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, not a great thing to see. And I kind of echo Chris here. I'm not loving what I'm seeing about Forspoken. I think it looks great in gameplay, but then we see cutscenes and odd faces and facial reactions. And I the dialogue was a little iffy. Um, and like Chris said, I just lately, I couldn't tell you a great Square Enix game that's come out in the past 10 years. Um, so yeah, I don't know what to feel about this. Like I liked 15 a lot. I think 15 was the best game they've had in the last 10 years, but that's one game. Uh, otherwise I feel like me and you are constantly disappointed. So true. Very yeah. True. Moving on. CD project has settled its cyberpunk launch lawsuit paying suing investors, just 1.85 million. This one comes from VGC. So not a lot to talk about here, but we, I think it was last week we discussed that they were going to settlement. Um, and now it looks like they've reached the settlement and they didn't have to pay much. <laughs> I am no. so surprised about this. Like it, like honestly for, I, you know, to the normal human, I think 1.85 million sounds like a lot, but when you're dealing with the whole board and all these like issues and complications, 1.85 it's like was it even worth making a lawsuit if that's all you wanted to get out of this hmm. unless they really felt like they just didn't have a strong case because it, it's been so much time you know out of the oven now that maybe they just felt like they didn't have a strong case anymore if it was 1.85 million dollars to every single plaintiff that would make more sense to me that would be actually like hurt them a little bit you know eh? but mm -hmm. in, in total that's uh, i think barely a drop in the bucket for them yeah yeah, not much to talk about that one, so we'll move on to another CD Projekt Red article. Keanu Reeves says he's never played Cyberpunk, despite CD Projekt Red saying he loves it. This comes from The Gamer. Reeves revealed this during an interview with The Verge, saying that he doesn't play video games, including the one he starred in. He admits he's seen demonstrations of it, but seems pretty adamant that he hasn't played the action RPG himself. CD Projekt Red CEO Adam Kaczynski said the actor loves playing Cyberpunk. He went on to admit that he hadn't completed it yet, but this definitely gave off the impression that Reeves was actively working on his own playthrough, certainly not just watching a demo. This doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, it, he hasn't, uh, I don't think he's played, he's not really a gamer. Like he even says uh, in the article, and he said in the past that he's not a big gamer, but he, I guess, has respect for it. So. And, and that does not upset me whatsoever. I know, you know, I get there's a lot of people that don't not into gaming. Keanu Reeves is a busy man. He, the man's making motorcycles, doing all sorts of crazy crap, movies nonstop. Uh, you know, I get it. If he doesn't play games, I guess my issue is more like, why did Adam Kaczynski have to lie about any of this? Like, and that's the thing. It's not even I guess it was just he thought it'd be impactful to say like, oh, yeah, like he's in this game and he likes the game. And it's just like, well, clearly, I mean, not only was that game just not ready to be played, so I doubt, you know, he even could have played it if he wanted to, but it's like, he doesn't even play. So I feel like this is more of a, a jokey article where it's like, okay, like you were caught lying again, which, you know, this guy seems to have a history of just overstating or, I don't know, he, he spins a narrative that is very false a lot of the time, I guess is the kindest way I can put that. And 
you know, fine, I guess. But I don't know. I, I just feel like little articles like this that just keep coming out like now for over a year. It just tells me like anytime this guy says anything, I just need to like not, you know, I, I need to hear from someone else. And I, I think that's a bad sign when you're CEO of a company. Yeah. In my head, I could picture it as like Keanu being in the offices and it's like, hey, dude, we're going to show we're going to show you the game. Come on, let's see the game. And they just play pretty much the E3 tech demo that everybody saw. Yeah. And, and it's like and it shows him at the very end of it is like, oh, yeah, guys, that looks pretty cool. Like that's well, that's yeah, what I picture in my head. Yeah. So. He probably did say that, too, and he's probably like, oh, it is awesome. I'm in this cool video game. Next article, Sony reportedly planned to bring PlayStation Now to phones. This one comes from Engadget. The Verge said it has obtained a document from Epic Games' lawsuit against Apple indicating the iPhone maker had learned Sony was planning a mobile extension of PlayStation Now in 2017. The service would stream over 450 PS3 games at first and follow up with PS4 titles. It's unclear why Sony still isn't streaming games to smartphone owners. A hybrid of PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus is reportedly due in spring 2022, but the relevant rumor didn't make mention of mobile access. Sony has already declined to comment. So Sony already doesn't want to talk about it, which (laughs) is not a great sign. Um, And honestly, I I don't know. Like Sony is probably looking at so many avenues. We've talked about cloud gaming. They've signed a contract with microsoft's azure's servers or whatever the heck they refer to that as um i just think there's so many new innovations that like you know what maybe seemed viable in 2017 probably doesn't seem that viable anymore Mm -hmm. yeah no i I don't see this like 2017 let's be honest that that was that was a while ago (laughs) like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things in the world that's happened since 2017 (laughs) so uh it doesn't surprise me. Sony doesn't have any point in commenting on this. Uh, it's it's pretty old news in regard in like regards to when they were talking about the mobile extension. I to me, it's like for you and me, this I don't think would have affected us that much because we don't really like playing games on mobile devices, which we've covered many times. But uh, I, I could see people using it for sure. But mm-hmm. I, it's also one of those things where it's like like you kind of mentioned like te- technologies evolve now with like cloud gaming and everything. Uh, so I think it's like what they had maybe hoped for it, uh, what it could be back in 2017. It's quite a different universe now. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I just, I don't know. I wonder too, I guess some of the other things is like, not a lot of people have positive things to say about PlayStation now. Yeah. So then how much better would have that worked on your cell phone? So is that another issue of why it didn't come out? Because, you know, if you're already getting bar- bombarded with like negative responses, you know, why would you double down or triple down on that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of my quick thought, but we can move on. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok expansion launches March 2022. This one comes from Push Square. Ubisoft says that it's the most ambitious expansion in franchise history. In it, Odin must adventure across the nine realms of Norse mythology, seeking a way to get around the titular Ragnarok, the fated end of the world. Dawn of Ragnarok will build upon the mythological elements that are already present in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's set to release on the 10th of March, 2022. I, for me, myself, I'm interested in it. Anything Ragnarok's interesting. It's big right now, clearly. God of War, uh, Thor movies, uh, probably other things I'm not thinking of. It's a, it's a hot topic right now, so... It seems like it's a uh, natural progression for the game to go this route. The ship in Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's current. <laughs> the game, I mean, the game was the remastered. Was last year. <laughs> it's kind of relevant. There you go. Uh yeah. I don't know. I watched the trailer for this. I don't think this is for me. But I'm also someone that doesn't love that Ubisoft or at least this franchise keeps getting deeper and deeper into mythology and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's fine for the people to enjoy it. But one of the worst aspects of Valhalla was to me. Uh, kind of spoiler is when you like kind of go to like, oh, what do they call the main place? Yoheim is that what it Yoheim, is? Yeah, yeah, and you're like Odin and all the other gods, and there's I I hated that part of the game. I just it it was pretty like I I think I know why they did it. It was like a set piece. Uh, but I just never returned to that quest. I hated everything about it, and it's just like no, I want to be an assassin in a grounded universe for I the know. love of Christ. Can we just do that one time? Gone are the days you know, where it's just assassins and Templars. <laughs> well, my favorite meme I've seen in a while was, uh, I think I sent it to you one day, but it's basically like Ubisoft and like, and it's the first Assassin's Creed and like, oh, we took out the crossbow because we found out it wasn't historically accurate. Then the next picture is like Valhalla and he's riding a giant wolf. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, basically that's uh, where it's been and how it's going. Right. And this like, I don't know if anyone's played um, Odyssey, but that's kind of what Odyssey did, too. They had a bigger DLC and then same thing. It went super weird. And now you're in Atlantis and you're dealing with like gods and all this other stuff as well. And I'm just kind of like, OK, that's cool for players that. Maybe they like that aspect, so it's good that it's like DLC that you don't have to play this. Um, but it just doesn't speak to me in that trailer, too. It just kind of gets a little over the top. And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess cool. But, you know, it's a, it just doesn't speak to me. A Splinter Cell remake has officially been announced. This one comes from VGC. So, Chris, all the times we talked about a new Splinter Cell, it turns out we weren't a bunch of liars. So Ubisoft has officially confirmed that it's working on a remake of the original Splinter Cell, which was released in 2002. The project is being led by Ubisoft Toronto and will draw from the rich canvas of the brand. It's said in an announcement blog. The game is being rebuilt with the Snowdrop engine, which also powers the division and is being used to build Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and Ubisoft's upcoming Star Wars game. To, and this is in quotes, to deliver new generation visuals and gameplay, the dynamic lighting and shadows the series is known for. Wow. Um, so I think I heard something about like people talking about the Avatar game actually does look legit. I think they had that kind like they claimed it was like a gameplay in um in engine gameplay trailer, but I, I don't know if that's true. But if it is, it looked fantastic. So hopefully this engine will be great. Um and all I can say, I think the first thing I want to get to is thank God we talked about it last week about the rumor of it going open world. And that could still be happening. I think we had we had this conversation off recording uh, that, you know, th there still could be more than one Splinter Cell game in the works. And maybe that open world will come out after this remake, the remake, see if it's successful. And then just, you know, you kind of build upon. Um, so anyway, I'm just happy. This is an open world. It's just a remake, but it's going to look so good. It's going to be linear. Like, you know, it's crazy that I'm saying this like in a positive light, but it's linear. It's not open world. There's no options, man. It's mission based. And I'm like, and that's actually a good thing in 2021. I can remember not that long ago, Final Fantasy 13 came out and everybody was like, this game is only linear. <laughs> There's nothing to do. <laughs> it's just a straight path. What the hell is this shit? So 
No, I'm interested in this as, uh, as well, mostly because I have no memories of the original Splinter Cell, so it will seem like a new game to me just because I, I just don't recall that far back. I'm excited to see the Snowdrop engine more in use because I feel like in the Division, it's not utilized in the best way because it's mostly just streets and buildings and very, very kind of compact areas you're walking around in fighting. So I'm kind of excited to see it. It, it might still be similar with the Splinter Cell game. Avatar is clearly going to be different. So I'm excited to see that engine being more pushed to use, if you know what I mean. Anything that gets us away from Frostbite, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to see uh, what will come of Splinter Cell. And uh, yeah, I'm interested. Curious. Do you remember the first game? Did you ever play it? I know I played it, but I, I don't remember it. I played it a little bit, um, but I don't. Yeah, I played a little bit. Uh, and I enjoyed what I played, but I don't think I owned an Xbox at the time, so yeah. I didn't have like all the hours I needed to really figure that one out. Yeah, but I know I enjoyed what I played, and then obviously the later games uh, we talked about before Blacklist, and uh, I can't remember the Double one Agent. that came up before that. Yeah, I think that was good too. Yeah, that was the first um, I think co-op one or had co-op. Whichever options. one I could play on the PS3, pretty close to launch. I like that one. Continuing on, Star Wars Eclipse could be three to four years away, it's claimed. This comes from VGC. Just a small article. Uh, they're saying Star Wars Eclipse, the newly announced and long-rumored title from Quantic Dream, could be three to four years away. So don't get that. Uh, don't be uh, getting ready and excited for this because this is one of those things that was probably told to us too soon. They should not have what? even bothered to tell I us. And that's the thing. The first time we heard the rumor that this game existed wasn't that far from the reveal and the reveal of just being a CG. It just seems like that standard protocol of we just kind of started this game. We really don't even know what the hell we're doing. And then, oh, crap, we got to make a CG trailer to hype it up because it's already leaked at this point anyway. So yeah. what's the point of keeping covers on it? Um, but yeah, the problem is I, yeah, I, we kind of, I think we even touched on that. I'm like, I said, we were not going to see this for a while. No. Uh, so hearing this, I'm not too surprised three to four years away. Um, and I can't remember what was the other fact of it. Um, oh, sorry. And then the rumor also talked about the guy said in quotes, like three to four years minimum. Yeah. Minimum. So if there's any hiccups, which almost everything has, yeah. uh, you know, look forward to that. Apparently the rumor goes on to some like pretty like weird allegations, but he he's basically saying that, you know, Quantic Dreams is having hiring or staffing issues. Mm. And then he makes some like cynical comments about how, oh, I wonder why, because of all the other like bad press that David Cage specifically has gotten. And I'm like, oh, that could be the case, but I feel like a lot of people want <laughs> jobs currently. So yeah. I don't know if that's true. I don't think this surprises us. I mean, you and I are both pretty big fans of Quantic Dream and most stuff that they do. So yeah. we know that they definitely take their time releasing their games. So absolutely. The, but the one thing I'll give them continued credit for is they release stable games. I don't remember yep. having too many issues with any of these games. They work. They're functional. They got really in-depth story. Now, this one's sounding like it's going to have more action aspects to it, which could be good, could be bad. They're kind of maybe testing their limits a little bit, but uh, I think we're both excited to see what this is. And I'm not even a big Star Wars guy, but if it's Quantic Dream, I I'm down. Yeah. Moving on to another rumor. Persona 3 Portable could be the series next remaster. This one comes from VGC. According to blogger Zippo, who, as Nintendo Life points out, previously revealed Persona 4 Arena Ultimate 
Ultimax, sorry, before its announcement, Persona 3 Portable is getting a multi-platform remaster, the user said. Persona 3 Portable is a port of Persona 3, first released for the PlayStation Portable in 2009. Uh, Atlas is currently celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Persona series and claimed this summer that it has seven project reveals planned for the next year to celebrate the occasion. The first of the seven reveals was announced at the Game Awards this week, 2D fighting game Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. The remaining unannounced projects, which may not all be games, are listed as question marks on the Persona's 25th anniversary website. Uh, Chris, we're both, well, I think we're both recent Persona fans. Like, I got into yeah. it. Uh, I was very hesitant just because I don't like the idea of timers and how the calendar system worked always scared me. But I got over that, tried it, loved it, loved it. And uh, I got you onto it. You <laughs> fell in love with it. So now I think anything that just says Persona, me and you are typically our ears perk up. No, so for sure, I, you yeah. know, all I can say is like, I've never played Persona 3, but I, if they do this and they release it well and it comes on PC or PS5 or even, you know, PS4, let's say, and I can play it on my PS5, I would be super thrilled with that. And I would definitely be picking that up. And honestly, if they would just listen to me and release Persona 4 Golden on the PS5, I would also play it there as well. <laughs> but currently it's stuck on my PC and I'm like, that's great. But I don't love sitting at my crappy computer chair for long periods of time. Like, please just let me get it on my console. God damn. Yeah, this is one that I think we're both interested in. I'm not I haven't gone into depths on looking at what are the more popular of the series. I think you mentioned Persona 4 Gold. I think that one's probably I think listed as the pinnacle of the best of the personas. Uh, I think this one's probably actually listed as the second one, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm. I know Persona 5's up there, but it's not nearly as up there as those ones. So, And if I'm already and you are already in love with 5, uh, we'll probably like these as well. And my thing is, is I, I did see my buddy play one of them. I can't remember which one it was. And it was like, oof, it's dated. It's dated. Oh, yeah. So it's like if they made a polished, nicer remake or not even remake, just a nice remaster. Uh, I could probably jump on that for sure. Bully 2 is back in development. It is claimed. Everything's cl being claimed. Uh, this Lots of rumors. <laughs> this comes from VGC. Bully 2 is back in development and was even lined up for a possible appearance at the Game Awards. It's, it's been claimed. <laughs> <laughs> Industry insider Tom Henderson stated on Twitter on Monday that he was aware of people being shown a playable version of the game. Uh, I think you and I are both people who've tried Bully 1 and didn't necessarily fall in love with it like a lot of people no. seem to have. I, I don't have anything wrong with the game. It's just, it was, to me, it was like, okay, this is, you know, a GTA Saints Row type of game, but in a school, more condensed area. And to me at the time, I was just more interested in playing those ones. So this mm -hmm. one, I, I have it. I played a couple hours of it. Just wasn't for me. Uh, I bet you this one's probably going to get a lot of people excited, I think. Yeah, I, I think it could be done well, but I agree with you. I tried it and I really tried to get into it because of how much other people seem to love it. I didn't get very far and that's fine. It's OK. It was a fine game, but I, I agree with you. I think I would rather play GTAs at the time and maybe my tastes have changed now. But like I said, I think we're at a time and a place that this game could grow and I think it could improve upon a lot of things and then maybe Bully 2 will be fantastic like I'm not too sure but 
Speaking of a school and what school I would rather go to, this leads us into the next article. Harry Potter RPG Hogwarts Legacy will remove invisibility cloak on PS5, PS4 next year. This one comes from Push Square. A very brief Twitter post from the team confirms that the hotly anticipated title will remove its invisibility cloak. Uh, Oh, clever phrasing. In the new year. It's been a long, torturous wait, but we're excited that news is finally around the corner. Uh, So there you go, Chris. The invisibility cloak is a play on words, and basically it just means that they're finally going to talk more about this game. Uh, We've heard and discussed on the show many times that the rumors sound like it might release very, you know, end Q, let's say Q4 2022. Um, I definitely heard that they want to release the next Fantastic Beast movie, Secrets of Dumbledore, I think it's called, before this, which I think that movie comes out in April, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And that's fine. That's great. I mean, I wish it was a little sooner. I really want this game. I, I remember talking about how it was my most anticipated or one of my most anticipated for 2021. Uh, that did not turn out well, Chris. So am I a little disappointed I have to wait possibly to the end of the year? But who knows? Maybe they announce this, uh, you know, in the new year, uh, hopefully early. And maybe they've changed course and it's going to come out, you know, maybe mid-year, I would hope. You know, I always want stuff to come out in June and such as that because there's never anything coming out those times. No, I feel the same way for this game. I think uh, at first I probably could have missed news about it if it wasn't for us talking about this sort of stuff. But uh, oh. I am definitely interested in this, and I've I'm, anything Harry Potter is good in my books. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan here. We'll probably do a most anticipated of 2022 again this year, uh, and I'll just spoil alert. It it's going to be on the top. <laughs> it's going to be on the top below, just below Elden Ring. Hmm. So, Chris, let's talk about another fantastic world. Square Enix pulls Final Fantasy XIV from sale due to server issues. This one comes from gamesindustry.biz. FF14 is being temporarily suspended from sale due to ongoing issues with its servers following the title's sudden surge in user numbers. Players have had to queue to log into the game, sometimes for several hours. That's not good. To cope with the situation, FF14's producer and director, Naoki Yoshida announced that Square Enix would suspend the sale and delivery of both the title Starter Edition and Complete Edition. So not a heck of a lot to go on here other than the fact that it looks like, hey, Square Enix dropped the ball. They need more servers to manage something that they actually have that's popular, he says sarcastically. I'm going to switch it on you, and I'm not going to blame Square Enix for once. Um, I think it's just that this game, for some reason, wow. I know it's definitely partly due to streamers, partly due to like all the things going on with Activision Blizzard, but a lot of gamers are switching to this game specifically, and it is just destroyed. And it was already popular before this um, expansion came out. So now that they have a a very hot, I would say highly reviewed expansion, um, yeah, they're just getting destroyed again. So I'm like, if you're, if they were already having server issues, Chris, before this came out so i'm not too surprised and honestly like even before this increase in popularity it's just like they were they would have server issues almost every expansion i just don't think they've ever seen it this you know level and so i do feel a little bad for them i i get i would give them a little bit of the shit that you're giving them because it's like okay guys you've been having these issues you knew you had a very uh hot ticket item here why wouldn't you kind of prep for that but i i don't know maybe i'm just disenfranchised and 
you know, in this day and age, I just expect anything that's online or has online components just to be broken at launch. Yeah, just to have issues, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even myself, I've been thinking about maybe going back to this world for a little bit, but... Me, you, and me both? Uh, I keep getting closer and closer just because I'm, I'm not really... I'm not really getting an urge to play anything else other than TFT, so... Um, yeah. This could be one that pulls me back in for another month or two. We'll have to see. Although I'm still a couple expansions behind, so... <laughs> Yeah, ways to catch up. <laughs> You're literally every expansion behind, but yep. I did base game. I did base. Here you go, Chris. This one's for you. A new Ghostbusters game is definitely happening, Ernie Hudson says. Uh, this one comes from VGC. Ernie Hudson, who played Winston Zetamore in the series, mentioned the project during a Q&A at a Celebrity Fan Fest in San Antonio, Texas on Wednesday. Uh, one attendee asked Hudson if he'd ever want to appear in another Ghostbusters video game, to which he confirmed that one was in development. Ghostbuster News reports and uh, quotes, in fact, I just got an email because we're doing another video game, Hudson confirmed. I kind of cut off the article short there. He goes on a little longer, but he doesn't really give any dates or any other information. He did make it sound like Dan Aykroyd might actually come back as well because he's, uh, you know, excited to do anything in that universe, which is great. I know he wrote or at least helped write the original one. It, it makes sense why he has uh, a fondness for this series. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I enjoy Ghostbusters as a thought, but I'm not like a diehard. I, I've never played the 2000, uh, well, the game that was re-released in 2019. I, I can't remember the original year it came out. I never played it. Uh, I haven't watched the new movie, though I, I will. I, I, I have a, like a want for that. I just, I didn't need to like run out to theaters to see it. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe I'm the wrong guy to talk about this, but I think it's neat. Like I would like to see another one come out and maybe it would be great. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm already concerned. It's like, has he said too much? <laughs> I hope he doesn't get into too much trouble for revealing what he's, what he's already revealed. At least he didn't reveal concept art. Like some person that <laughs> plays <people's>. Wesker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm with you on this one as well. I'm I'm never been a big like Ghostbusters fan. Like I'm I enjoy them. I I do watch them from time to time. Game wise, I've never really been interested in any of the games. Uh, so this one's probably going to be a miss for me. But I do know like I have one buddy who is a big fan of Ghostbusters, so he's probably already <laughs> sold on this. So Sony is releasing official PS5 console covers in 2022. This comes from Push Square. Midnight Black and Cosmic Red will be the first two colors to arrive, hitting a large number of territories in January. Nova Pink, Galactic Purple, and Starlight Blue, I love when they make these colors, these (laughs) teams, are all due to release in the first half of next year. Lots of territories include US, Canada, UK, Austria, Switzerland, Germany, Japan, all the big hopping places. Uh, the covers should be at a retail price of 55. I'm assuming this is us. Yeah. So Hey, they're actually doing it for once. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. I've been holding back cause you've read the article. Cause I never thought we'd see the day. No, you know, I, I think did. anyone, anyone that's listened to me knows I've just been upset since the PS3 days when they always told us, yeah, we'll give you interchangeable face plates. It never happened. PS4 came. Okay, guys, this time. We did it. Here's I think they had two. Uh, I can't remember if it was Killzone was one and uh, or, or Little Big. Well, I know Little Big Planet was one. And then it's like they never gave us any more. And I'm like, OK, what's going on with this? And then PS5, same thing. We were like, 
are they going to do this? Like they come off really easy. It just seems like a dumb thing not to. Uh, but then me and you discussed, maybe they just want to restrict different covers to limited edition PS fives and game bundles and all that thing. So I didn't honestly know if we'd ever see the day. Now, that being said, I'm happy this is, you know, coming, but also these are very basic covers. Uh, I think they could have done a little more work, but let's just be happy that they're giving people a real black. And I think that's just what everyone wanted. And we can all be happy. It kind of sucks, though, when you think about it, you have to pay another fifty five dollars after your play your PlayStation just to get a black like, galactic color. purple is a basic color. Starlight blue is a basic color. <laughs> they can put all the fancy terminologies they want. Those are just basic colors. One tone, nothing fancy. I don't care what anyone says. Just get the midnight black and be happy like me and Chris. True story. Elden Ring spoilers are now in the wild following a network test data mine. This one comes from VGC. Plot spoilers for Elden Ring can now be found online following a data mine of last month's network test. After hackers found a way to jailbreak PS4 hardware and run unauthorized copies of the game on it, data miners were able to regain access to Elden Ring network tests made available last month. The software's files include quests and voice data, which reveal key parts of the plot, including its endgame content. Players are therefore advised to be careful if you want to avoid any spoilers before the game's release. So that's basically why I put that here. It's not a huge article by any stretch of the imaginations, but... Uh, I just want to warn everyone, if you're excited for this game as me and Chris, uh, yeah, they found some stuff out and be wary, be wary. Even this article, I wouldn't go past this point just in case. You should go into your computer's history and delete the fact that you even read the articles just to, on the off chance, Google tries to suggest something for you to look at. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't doubt if it would try. Uh, so anyway, we got through all the bite-sized news articles and all that we have left now is review roundup and then homework so i lied but anyway review roundup fall fantasy 14 and walker the very popular expansion of fall fantasy 14 that we we're already talking about so this is for the ps5 version we're sitting at a 92 critic score five positive 9.5 user score with 263 submitted ratings and that is really good that's very uh, impressive. like i said i i mean their expansions constantly get good reviews like I think Heaven's War, well, maybe not some, like the first one, I can't remember what it was called, but I know Heaven's War did really well, and since then, it just seems like they keep getting big uh, or better, like Shadowbringers did great. Uh, and then the second one we have for review roundup this week is Fallen Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade on PC, sitting at 89, nine positive reviews, and it has no user scores yet, uh, but people are upset about the pricing, as Chris suggests in the, the post he made. So there you go. That's our review roundup. So what do we have next, Chris? We have homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we just kind of give you the article names where you can find those articles and then you go educate yourselves on your own time. So here we go. Horizon Forbidden West stunning sci-fi ecosystem unleashed on PS5, PS4 trailer. This one comes from Push Square. Uh, it's a fancy video. What more can I say? Nixus responsible for recent Horizon Zero Dawn PC patches. Very interesting because Sony just acquired them recently. Mm -hmm. That one comes from Push Square. Battlefield 2042 pits Santa against elves in new Christmas event. I know this one pissed off a few people because, you know, people. they'd rather have actual content uh, and things added back in a the game. functional game. But anyway, that's on Push Square. The original Japanese version of the ring is coming to Dead by Daylight. This one comes from VGC. Uh, kind of cool. I, I don't even play this game, but they have so many cool 
characters that I'm interested in. Like I'd almost hop in just to play this, you know, I think they had pyramid head. That was like freaking mm. awesome. They got nemesis. Uh, yeah. I was just playing actually yesterday and, uh, Michael Myers was chasing me. <laughs> so that was quite terrifying. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Minecraft videos have hit a trillion views on YouTube. Chris, this one comes from wow. BGC. There you go, guys. Get your blocks fixation. Battlefield 2042 gets 64 player modes on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. This one can be found on VGC. Uh, too bad they don't have a functional game. Well, and I was going to say, that's also the same amount of players that they added, I think, on the PS4 version for Battlefield 4. So I guess congrats on getting the same point you were seven years ago. If that. Sony launches yeah. brilliant accessibility website for PS5 and PS4. This one can be found on Push Square. Tencent buys Back for Blood developer Turtle Rock, which comes from GameIndustry.biz. Dr. Disrespect has announced his new AAA game studio, Midnight Society. Uh, you can find more information about that on VGC. Ubisoft developers are reportedly critical of the company's NFT plans. This one comes from VGC as well. Hey, those fly-by-night Ponzi schemes, let's get them. Okay, Chris, so we got through all of our news articles. We got through all our homework. We got for... We got over review roundup. We did it all and we did it in a decent time. I think with editing, it's going to be a little shorter than we're used to, but not by much. Just a pinch. You know, we can, uh, you know, we can talk about our days more if you want, but uh, I don't think you want to. So we're going to have to end the show. So like I say every week, thank you guys for your time. It's your most valuable currency. We appreciate it. It humbles us. And until next Monday, goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye.